Hello, my name is Daniela Rittmeier. I'm head of Artificial Intelligence Automotive in the global business line Insights and Data. And I'm here to lift our clients from data to data analytics to artificial intelligence. Hi, Daniela. It's great to have you on our podcast on Her Story, where we'll be hearing today about your career evolution and your own journey. I'm Jen Okimoto, and I'm an engagement director with Capgemini Insights and Data Business, and I'm really pleased to be speaking with you today. You ready to begin? Yes, I'm ready. Tell us a bit about your first job. From my original profession, I'm an architect. So I started my diploma thesis about the realization of public-private partnership in German healthcare. And that was quite unusual for an architect. Um, and I decided to do a kind of holistic life cycle approach um, on that. And uh, based on that diploma thesis, I won a research uh, award and that was published. And so a lot of CEOs of German hospitals read that book and asked for support. And then I came to my first job and I had the honor to develop the first German public-private partnership hospital. The most interesting lesson I learned out of that job uh, was how to structure complex projects, how to set up interdisciplinary teams and unite the teams behind one goal. Oh, wow. You have some very interesting history as well. So perhaps you can speak a little bit about uh, the changes you've experienced along that journey uh, in Germany and how that impacted you in your career. I grew up in the former GDR. So I just grew up right behind the border. And that was really influencing me and my person. So I guess that's why I really love freedom and independency. And that's really, really important for me. So after that peaceful reunion, my parents took the chance and founded an engineering uh, corporate in an economical system, which was really, really unknown to them. Uh, so you can say I grew up in a startup and got familiar with all that ups and downs uh, and entrepreneurship brings with you. And I learned that in the school days. And I guess also based on that experience in the corporate of my parents, um, I decided to become an engineer and to study architecture at the Bauhaus University in Weimar. But um, to be honest, right after four or five weeks, I realized that that kind of university education has really, really less in common with the real life challenges of an engineer. Uh, but I didn't really care and said, okay, I will continue my studies. And after the pre-diploma, I, I took every chance where I could do interesting courses, which more or less has not really a lot of things to do with classical architecture, like static, lore, and also business administration. And then I thought I also used the chance to see the world and to travel around the world, and I got a scholarship and then moved to Australia to study there at the RMIT, so the Royal Melbourne Institute of Technology. And uh, in that time, I, I also um, learned a lot about how to code. I started to code my own website, Tech by Tech. I learned how to program cinema animations. And I also came to the topic of public-private partnership we just spoke about before. Wow. You've traveled a lot of places. You're now in this world of AI. Tell us a bit about your field and what you really love about it. 
So at the moment, I'm AI in automotive. And um, for my perspective, artificial intelligence is the key technology of the 21st century. And I made the experience that it's disrupting the entire old economy we know. And on the one hand, because the technology has a potential to automate the existing core business. But on the other side, we can see how a lot of new uh, digital services and new products uh, are uh, designed by and with the help of artificial intelligence. I love that. What is something that's been uh, helpful to you in your career for supporting women as they, they're on their journey? I'm really pleased that in the last five months, we established uh, that two partnerships within Capgemini here in Germany. The one is uh, the Panda Women Leadership Network. I'm in since now, I guess, four years. This is a curated network that advocates women and where women empower women in leadership positions. And we are from Capgemini now partners and have been quite active in the new mobility uh, sector. On the other side, my heart is also beating for the kids. And that's why I'm supporting this hacker school here in Germany, uh, which is an NGO and which gives everyone and especially kids, regardless of their origin and uh, their background, the chance to code. Let's switch gears a little bit. Tell me. Uh... Do you, in your past history, have you experienced uh, any failures or disappointments that you really learned from? Um, yes, of course. That is uh, life in 20 years. Um, sometimes in uh, former roles, it was that way that you have had that big vision and you would like to accelerate the entire process and you would love to see that it's transforming faster and it's changing faster. So the experience there was also that sometimes it has to take time and you cannot drive it as fast as you would love to drive it. And the lessons learned is also you have to take the people where they are and then bring them forward step by step. Taking the people where along with you, uh, engaging them, um, can you give us a little more insight about how you do that to achieve successes? What are some strategies and techniques you've used? So what I found out, especially in the hardware-driven economy in my former projects, uh, was that sometimes there is more that uh, competition instead of collaboration to bring the different competencies and roles together. I set up like a hub and spoke approach so um, that we that we derived an organization model to bring together the different um, organization units uh, and unite them behind one goal and that was uh, uh, quite interesting and a quite successful approach uh, to drive the different business units and the entire corporate forward oh wow Tell me a little bit about family life balance and what you do. How do you make it work? To be honest, everything was built on a solid network. So our solid foundation is my family and my private network. And my, my husband and I, we grew both up in the former GDR and we were 
used to full-time working moms in leadership positions. So uh, when our first child was born, in order to get a place in the kindergarten, I founded a business corporation. In order to get another place in the kindergarten, I became a parent's counsel. And um, to manage that, we, we also cooperated a lot with the grandparents. So the five to six weeks vacation, um, the kids are really, really happy to be with the parents. So you can conclude it, it is to organize and to manage a lot. And we grew from it and we grew together uh, out of that uh, uh, situation. And nowadays, uh, the kids are older. They are quite independent. Uh, they have their tasks in the household and uh, they manage quite independently their leisure activities. And we have more flexibility and, and, and family time. And uh, that makes us really, really proud. And um, it is a rush hour in life, but it gives you more than it takes. And I would always choose that way again. Absolutely. Are there things you've done over the years to hone your skills or to get better at them? I think my strange, my personal strange are learner, achiever, and connector. And that brings me to the position where I am in to get better. I'm continuously learning uh, on the one side for technological skill development, several courses like Udacity, AI leadership, and also uh, sustainability um, qualification here within Capgemini, which was really, really inspiring for me. So this is on the one side, the technological and the topic side. And on the other side, I, I try to reflect and see what, what I can adapt to be better and bring the teams better together and get out the best of the teams. So in both directions and technological side and also into that, let me say, more soft skill development. Yep. Yep. Let's talk about the team and your experience. Do you think diversity of minds is critical for data and artificial intelligence? And how can we achieve it? Or what are you doing to achieve it while building solutions in this field? So I definitely think it's critical and it has to be a diverse team. Out of a diverse team, you, you get out the best and you get an excellent product. If I think of some examples, I remember in my uh, former uh, position where we were developing um, autonomous driving use cases, that it was quite interesting. The, the team wasn't so diverse. And then I, with my different view of an architect, came in and I was asking questions. And have you thought about this in an urban context? And have you thought about that structure? And then I got the feedback, oh, that's interesting. We haven't thought about that before. We just come from the other view. And so you could see how that was, uh, how, how, how inspiring and how uh, crucial that was for the team to rethink the development and to push that into another direction to get out the best out of the product. I agree with you wholeheartedly, um, which gets me to uh, another question. In, you know, if you were to summarize, why pursue a career here and in this field and, and what makes it compelling for you? So for me, the sector of artificial intelligence and that data-driven developments are so interesting because it is 
the future. It is, is our future and there's so much potential to develop so many interesting use cases which will be relevant uh, uh, for, for the entire world. If you think about the next things concerning healthcare, yes, uh, to support and to help the humans to identify diseases automatically, to solve the problems that we that we have so limited resources of doctors around the world and um, these challenges, and and also to find solution concerning sustainability, concerning that multimodal mobility solutions to connect the the public transportation and the individual transportation, and to develop solutions which have a limited um, effect on um, uh, emission and which uh, uh, can bring out the best, uh, the sustainable solutions uh, concerning mobility of the future. So this is really, really inspiring. And that's why it's the, the field to be in to, to create the future and to develop the thing which change our future and also to be part um, of teams to create the future we want for our children. Oh, wow. So I have a quote I would like to read to you. And I'd like you to reflect on how it resonates with you. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, from Mary Barra. She's an American businesswoman and the chief executive officer of General Motors. Um, and she says, it's okay to admit what you don't know. It's okay to ask for help. And it's more than okay to listen to the people you lead. In fact, it's essential. What does that bring to you? 100% agree. <laughs> but um, I, I wouldn't limit it to the people you lead. If I think about my experience also in the development of artificial intelligence, I think it's essential to ask, to listen and to understand. And to, to be successful in the development of data-driven use cases, you need a kind of different skills and roles in your development team. And so it is really, really crucial to listen and to learn and to transfer that language and that knowledge into the team to deploy an excellent product. So I I believe in that. Well, Daniela, this has just been delightful. Thank you so much for spending the time uh, with us today. And to our listeners, Thank you so much for coming in and hearing Daniela's story at Capgemini and for joining us. We look forward to you joining us again in the future. Mm-hmm.